Welcome to Legacy Church. Thank you for joining us in our journey to see our potential in Christ become a legacy in our community. We hope that you are encouraged by this word from Pastor Chad Owens and pray that you will walk away with something incredible from your time here with us. new opportunities. He's wanting to do new things in our life, and it's up to us if we receive and want those new things in our life. Amen? I do. 2018 was a good year, but 2018 is now gone, and I'm looking towards the future of what God has for me in 2019, which brings new opportunities, which I also know brings new challenges, because when God moves, the devil's going to move also. And he's going to do things and he's going to persuade you and he's going to whisper in your ear and all these kind of things to get you receiving from what God has for you in this new year. I don't want that to happen in my life because that has happened before. But I want to be so available to God and I want to walk so close to God that I can hear his voice so that I will know what what next thing God has for me. Because I know that in this journey that I'm climbing this ladder and that sometimes we can get stuck on that ladder, we can get stuck, we can become complacent on that ladder. But when I tell you is this, God is not a complacent God. I got two amens on that. I felt like that should have been a little bit. God is not a complacent God. He's always moving. He's always wanted to do something new in your life. Guys, we're in a new building. This is new for us. This brings new opportunities for us. And we are excited about what God's going to do. And what's, what's incredible about it is this. If you don't have a home church, if you don't have a place where you worship, let me tell you, of a good church that's got an okay pastor. But listen, if you're praying about a church and where God wants you to, to grow and be fruitful, consider this church. And if it's not this church... We know that this church is not for everyone, but we want you to find your place where you and your family can grow in Christ and find what it is that God put you on this earth for. And so that you can be fruitful and and do the things that God's called you to do. So I want you to turn in your Bibles to John chapter 1. We have it available on the Bible app. I don't know if it will work on your phone. We do not have great, wonderful service in this building and we haven't had our internet hooked up yet, but you might want to try it out. Uh, you can, I think it's up on the screen. I'm used to looking behind me, and it's no longer there. Um, but really, like Logan said, the last two months have been so busy for us because of the holidays and renovating this building and all this kind of stuff. And what I've learned about through this process that every morning I wake up, that when my feet hit the floor, that there's something new that hurts in my body that hasn't hurt before. And I'm learning that I'm not as young as I used to be. But what I also learned is this, that when that thing is hurting, when that thing is, is, is being used, what I've learned is that if you will allow yourself to be stretched beyond what you normally are comfortable with, you will experience some pain. You will experience some, some things in your life that you're not accustomed to. Why? Because you're not accustomed to it. And if you allow yourself to be stretched, because when you stretch, you grow. When you don't stretch, you're not growing. And listen, I've had hurts. I've had things in my life this year that I know that I've grown in Christ. Because I've experienced the pain, but I have also experienced His grace and His mercy. And His faithfulness to my life. And so, I'm excited about what God's going to do in our life. And I want to talk to you just a few moments uh, uh, about the title of the sermon is simply this. Walk with Him. 
We just came through the Christmas season, through New Year's Eve, and we are now into a brand new year. And I don't know about you, but I don't know if you've made New Year's resolutions for your life. I don't know if you decided this, this year is going to be your year, that you're going to do something new that you haven't done before. I shared with our congregation last week, I, I heard a statistic a couple of weeks ago that those, not a majority, but a percentage of people that starts a New Year's resolution in the new year, by January the 12th, it's already forgotten. It's already gone. Two weeks into the new year, they're super excited about what's going to happen, about changing whatever it is that they want to change in their life. But somewhere along the way, we all know that life begins to happen. And life brings obstacles which sometimes we're not ready for. And when those obstacles happen in our life, we have two choices. We can pack up and move away, or we can take the challenges head on with the strength of Jesus Christ and overcome them. That's what we can do in our life. And that's what I want to I want to talk to you this morning about simply walking with him. You see, when Jesus began his ministry, if you look through the scriptures, if you read through the gospels, there's really not a lot of talk from the time Jesus was born until the time that he began his ministry. There's a little bit of conversation when he was 12 years old when he was in the temple and he was teaching in a synagogue and you know the story when he when his when his mom and dad thought he was with them but he wasn't with them and, and they left him behind. Have you guys ever left a kid behind before? Not, it's not a it's not a fun situation. It's not a fun time. But they left him behind because they thought that he was with some other, some, some other person. But when Jesus started his ministry, he started at the age of 30. And for over three years, over three years he performed miracles and did some incredible things in his life. Why? Because he had a plan and a purpose. Because he knew in his heart that God had called him for something greater than what he had seen in his life before. And at the age of 30, Jesus started his earthly ministry. And for three years, he walked among the people. He went from town to town. He went from village to village. He went from neighborhood to neighborhood, ministering to people, touching the lives of people. He was giving people hope. He was showing them love. Listen, and he showed up. Listen, he showed up in some, in some lives of some people that were really messed up. That was his earthly ministry, was to come and to give hope and to share love, and to touch people's lives. Guess what? That's what your ministry is too. You may never stand on a stage and preach a message. You may never sing a worship song on a stage. But wherever God's planted you, that's your ministry. That's your opportunity to take what God's given you and to speak into the circle of influence that God has placed in your life. To, to give them hope. Because let me tell you something. Right now in our world, we need hope. We need love. We need, we need the church to be the church. We don't need the church to condemn. We don't need the church to push people away. But as the church, we need to offer hope. We need to offer love. We need to show them forgiveness. Why? Because we know what it's like to be messed up. And so what God is telling us in this new year is this, that if you will walk with me, if you will just walk with me, I will show you what you need to see. I will tell you the things that you, need to, that you need to know. I will show you new ministries. I will show you new opportunities. If you will just walk with me. That's what I hear in my heart this whole past week. Is God is telling me that if you'll just walk with me. Listen, don't get ahead of him. But if you'll just stay right with him. And walk with him. 
You will see new opportunities and you will see new things in your life that, if you've, that you have never seen if you will just stay with Him. If you'll just stay with Him. So in John chapter 1, starting with verse 1, I'm going to read the first 14 verses of that passage there. And it says this, In the beginning the Word already existed. The Word was with God and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. He, God created everything through Him and nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created and His life brought light to someone or to everyone. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man named John the Baptist to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. Self was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, the one who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into, the, uh, he came into his own people and even they rejected him. But to all who believed and accepted him, he gave the right to become the children of God. As Logan said earlier, we are the children of God. Let that sink in for a moment. You are a child of God. I don't know where you are in your life today. I don't know what op uh, obstacles or, or things that are happening in your life, but I want to tell you today is that you are a child of God, and God has great plans for your future if you will just walk with Him and listen to what He says. Because God is, is the same God as He was yesterday, today, and forever. The only person that walks away from it is you and I. The only person that tries to hurry up the process is you and I. And God says, if you will just walk with me. But in verse 12 it says, but to all who believe and accept him, he gave them the right to become the child of God. Verse 13, they are reborn, not with a physical birth, but resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became human and made his home among us. He is full of of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen His glory, the glory, the Father's uh, one and only Son. Pray with me this morning. Father, we love You. God, I pray over these next few moments as I speak what, uh, the message that I feel like You've laid upon my heart, God. That I know that if I'm speaking my words, God, that my words mean absolutely nothing. But God, when You take over a life and You begin to speak through that life, God, things begin to happen. So I pray today for every person that came into this room that is, that is burdened, that is carrying a heavy weight, that's going through a family situation, that's going through a financial crisis, that's going through a physical crisis. Whatever may be happening in their life today, Jesus, I pray this prayer is that, that God, that we will get close to you and we will walk with you through this process because it doesn't matter how dark it may get, God, we are never too far to see the light. And I pray, God, that you would minister us today in Jesus' name. Amen. So this morning, for just a moment, I want you to think about something. If you forget everything that I've told you today, I want you to remember this. The reason why Jesus came to this earth, the reason why he gave up heaven, the reason why he left heaven is simply, is, is simply this one phrase. He came to be with you. That's why he came. That's the, right, that's the reason why he left heaven, to come to this earth. Why? Because he wants to come be with you. He wants to come and he wants to hang out with you. 
Matthew chapter 1, verses 23. We all know it. This is the Christmas story. It says, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. So he came to this earth to be with you. He already knew you. He already knew what you were going to look like. He already knew what obstacles you were going to face in your life. He already knew what challenges were going to happen in your life. He already knew the fears and the insecurities that were going to happen in your life. He already knew those things, but guess what? He still came to this earth. Why? Because He wants to be with you. He wants to be in your life. He wants to be part of everything that you are. And I want to say this morning is this. Jesus moved into your neighborhood. Jesus moved into your neighborhood. He came to live with you. He came to walk with you. He came to talk with you. He came to hang out with you. He packed up all of his stuff and he moved himself into your neighborhood. Why? So that you can move into his neighborhood. He came to this earth. He came to your neighborhood so that one day, one day possibly, hopefully, that you would receive him and you would be able to move into his neighborhood. That's why he came. So I don't, again, I don't know what you're facing this morning. I don't know if you believe in Jesus or maybe this is your first time to be at church. I don't know where you are in life, but I do know this. There's nothing that you go through in your life. There's no question in your, that you can answer God today, tomorrow, or the next year that's just going to totally blow his mind because he knows everything and he sees everything. And he sees what obstacles that you are even facing in this new year already in 2019. He came to move into your neighborhood. And here's what I'm learning about God and my relationship is this. That God wants me to walk with him every single day. Not to run in front of him. That's what God is telling me this year. Chad, if you'll just walk with me. If you'll just walk with me. Because what happens in our relationship is that the new year is here and we're excited, we're ready to go and, and we're off and running. And Jesus is standing back here and he's like, hey, what, what about me? I, I gave you another new year. You, you forgot about me. But God is telling me, Chad, if you'll just walk with me, not run in front of me, not get ahead of me, because that's what we do in our lives is that we walk from, we get away from him. God wants to stay side by side with us. And what happens is that we get in a hurry. We want to speed things up. I mean, listen, life is already fast enough. Guys, we're in 2019. It feels like we just started 2018 yesterday. Life is already fast enough. It's already in a hurry. But what God is telling me is that if you'll just walk with me, and what I have to tell myself is this, guys, Chad, you got to stay with him you got to stay with him. Because what I'm learning is, if you've ever been on a walk with someone, when you're just walking, you know, kind of at a, you know, a decent pace, it's easy to have a conversation with that person. But you speed up, at least, at least me, because I'm not in good health. When you speed up that process a little bit, what happens? What? Hey, hey. You know, you start breathing a little bit harder. That heart starts racing a little bit. So it's kind of hard to have a conversation with that person. Why? Because you're in a hurry. You're trying to speed the process up. And what God's telling us today is this. If you'll just slow down and walk with me, I'll converse with you. I don't have, listen, I don't have to do something magical for God to speak to me. I don't have to lay on the floor and, and do this kind of stuff for Jesus to speak to me. All I have to do is put myself in a position to hear from Him and just stay right with Him. 
and, and walk right with Him. But what happens is, is that we, th this is how we treat God in our relationship. God is here and we're over here doing this. And what happens is we do this. Hey God, I'll be back in a minute. And we run back and forth. Oh, ooh, hey, bless you Jesus. God, please help my heart not to explode right now. That's what we do. I don't, I, listen, if I'm not preaching to you, I'm preaching to me. But that's what happens in this life is that we get in a hurry and we do everything so quickly and so fast and, and we just move from here and there. And what God is saying is, listen, if you'll just stop, I'll speak to you. I'll tell you what you need to hear in your life. But we're just running from here and there. We're getting in a hurry. It's no longer relaxed anymore. we got to get here and we got to get there. Let me tell you a funny story. On our 10th anniversary, Teresa and I had the opportunity to go on a cruise and I don't know if you've ever been on a, on a cruise. They pull you into these excursions. And they make it sound really, really good. And so we were, we were talking to this one lady, and, they, and she goes, listen, you guys need to go on this horseback riding tour. It's so romantic. Just, it's just, man, I'm telling you, it's the best thing. You've, and I'm like, okay, that sounds really cool. To the place where, where, the, where the stable is, well, guess what? There's 80 other people there. That doesn't sound romantic to me. That I'm riding horses with 80 other people and the horse that my wife is riding on is in the front and I'm in the back. <laughs> That's not a lot of fun to me. But we, we were separated. Her, no, no joke. They brought her horse to her. Because they asked, hey, how many of you guys have a horse? Yeah, hey, we have. Woo we're cowboys. You know. And so they brought her horse to her. I'm, I'm not joking. This horse was the size of an elephant. And it was huge. I know you measure horses by, from what I remember, I may be totally wrong. I, just, I may have just made that up. I don't know. But it sounded good. But the moment her horse is standing right beside me, the moment that she climbs in the saddle, her horse is gone. All to the, I mean, it's running over everybody. It's knocking people off. She's, she's just like, ah! And I'm like, hey, see you. See ya. See you later. How romantic. I love you. So I began to converse with this person that was beside me, which was not my wife. So we built a really cool converse, uh, you know, relationship with one another. But, it's, but it, that's the way we are in our life, is that. And what I think about is this. When Jesus started his ministry, when he was going from town to town to village to village, he wasn't running. He was walking. Why? Because if he ran, he would miss opportunities. He walked from town to town to village to village. And he brought people with him. And, and they walked with him. And he conversed with them. And, and he talked with them. And that's the way it's supposed to be in this new year. And can I tell you this morning, that's what God wants for you. But the question is, is, is that what you want for yourself? I mean, you can blame all of it on God. Well, God didn't speak to me. God didn't give me. God, God. That's not, you can't place all of that on God. A lot of that is our fault. Because, again, he's there, and we're just back and forth, hoping that God would sprinkle a little, you know, a little something on us so that we could get through another day. But he wants to spend time with us. He wants to hang out with us. So a couple of things I want to share with you this morning about, about the Scripture is this. Look in verse 4 and 5. It says this. Is anybody hot in here or is it just me? Got a few, got a few hands that are warm. I'm, I'm like the burst into flames up here. Um, but verses 4 and 5 says this. It says, The Word gave life to everything that was created. And 
life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. So I want to tell you this morning is this point number one. It's never too dark in your life. It's never too dark in your life. Again, I don't know where you are right now. I don't know how dark it is in your life. I don't know what's happening in your life right now. I don't know what's going on in your life right now. But I want to tell you this morning, it's never too dark for God's light to shine in your, in your circumstance. It's never too dark. God wants to shine His light into your life. Jesus, listen, Jesus didn't move into our neighborhood because we were good. Jesus moved into our neighborhood because it was dark. He didn't move into my neighborhood because I was good, because I'm good even standing here today. But he moved into my neighborhood. Why? Because I had a dark time in my life. He moved into my life so that he could bring light into that darkness. It wasn't because I was good. It wasn't because I could, you know, sing well, and which is that is not capable of coming out of me. I know who I am. I'm not good enough. But God says, by God's grace. By God's grace, you are who you are. I formed you. I've given you what you need. You just have to use it. So it's never too dark in your life, no matter what's happening in your life. Romans chapter 5, verses 12 says this, Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man and death through sin, and in this way death came to all people because we all sinned. There's not a single person in this room this morning that's not a sinner. We're all sinners. Just simply amazing about it is that we're sinners saved by grace. That even coming to church this morning, I'm probably sure that I said something or did something wasn't right. But I, but I love what God says. Listen, I, I can take that life. I can take that situation. I can take that moment, no matter how dark it is, and I can shine light on it, and that light dispels the darkness. As soon as it comes into, the, into your life. Romans chapter 3, verses 23. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. Saved by grace. The only thing that separates from us from God is, is our sin. So what I love about it is God didn't want to, there to be separation between us and Him. So what He did, He sent Jesus, the light of the world, here to this earth to move into your neighborhood, to offer you hope and to give you life. Because God didn't want there to be separation. He wanted there to be communication between you and Him. So He sent Jesus here to speak to you, to hang out with you, to converse with you. Because here's what I know about this. No matter how dark it is in your life right now, Jesus has been to darker places. Jesus has been to darker places. When He was crucified, when He died, He went to hell. And He snatched the keys from Satan. I don't know how dark it is in your life, but I'm pretty sure it's not as dark as what, happened, what Jesus went through in that moment. But he snatched it from him. Death, hell, and the grave de demolished in one moment because Jesus showed up on the scene. The light of the world, no matter how dark it is in your life, Jesus can shine the light there in your life. He can bring freedom and liberty into your life. Jesus, again... I don't know why I'm on this little neighborhood kick. It's just what Jesus was speaking to me this week. He didn't move into my neighborhood because he liked the houses. He moved into my neighborhood because he liked me. You may not like me this morning, and that's okay. I'm hurt, but that's okay. But I know somebody who does. 
and his name is Jesus. He likes me. Matter of fact, he loves me. To give his life for me. Because there was a time in my life that I went through a dark time. Now, my testimony may be different than your testimony, but it was my, it, it, it was my darkness that I went through. But what I love about him, he says, Chad, I love you enough to step into your darkness and that nothing you go through is ever too much that I can't reach out to you. Number two is this. You're the messenger. You're the messenger. Verses 6 through 8 says this. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his what? Testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. You see, God sent John the Baptist ahead of Jesus to share his testimony about the one who was going to come later. And that's what God's wanting to do in your life. He's wanting you to be the messenger, and he's trying to get you to move forward to share the love of Christ with someone. Because Jesus is coming back one day. I don't know when. I just know he is. It may happen tomorrow. It may happen when I'm 100 years old. If I live to be 100, I hope I don't. No. Because I can't imagine how I feel when I, when I turn 100, how I feel now. <laughs> I'm just telling He's coming back. He's coming back for His church. For a people that has accepted Him as their Lord and personal Savior. It doesn't matter what denomination you are. That's man-made. God wants a relationship with you in your life where you talk with Him, where you walk with Him, where you hang out with Him. That's what it's all about. Is having that conversation and having that relationship with Jesus. Why? Because you're the messenger. You are the messenger that's been sent into this world to share the message of Jesus to people that you come in contact with. You and I are the messenger, but He's the message. And what happens is too many times we try to become God in someone's life. Instead of allowing God to be God, we become God in their life. And we begin to do our own thing in their life instead of allowing God to work in their life. You're the messenger. He's the message. Look at your neighbor and say, he's the message. So listen, there may be times and opportunities that God gives you. And you're just like, man, I know this is what God's speaking to me. I know this is what God's calling me to do. Can I tell you this morning, at that moment... You're going to be overcome with fear. You're going to be overcome with doubt. Why? Because you see yourself as you see yourself, but God doesn't see you that way. So you're going to say, well, God, I'm not good enough. God, I can't speak well enough. God, I, I can't do this, or God, I can't do that. And the truth is, you're right, you can't do it. But remember, you're the messenger, he's the message. And the moment that you step forward, that message begins to come forth through your life. To share what God's given you. John the Baptist just basically shared his testimony. He talked about what God's done in his life. Same thing with you. That's all God's asking you to do in 2019 is to share your story with someone. Because somebody may be going through what you're going through right now. And they need to know, well, how did you handle it? How did, what did you do here? What did you do? And so you can tell them, hey, listen, I didn't do anything. I just allowed God to, to move through me. And I allowed God to work through me. You're the messenger. We're, we're not the message. We're just the messenger. But too many times, we think we're the message. And God says, you're not the message. You're the messenger. Speak what I've given you. Because my words bring forth life into people's situations. See, John chapter 3, verses 17 says this. For God did not, come, uh, did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, 
but to save the world through him. Listen, don't if you if if you're in the business of condemning people, stop. Because you're not helping. Because that person already feels bad enough about situations in their life. They don't need you to pile on. Love them. You don't have to agree with what they do. You don't have to agree with what's happening in your life. Love them. Allow the Holy Spirit to flow through you into their life through love. And share with what God wants to what you what God wants you to share with them in their life. Everywhere John the Baptist went, he was telling others about Jesus and not himself. Mark chapter 1, verses 2 and 3 says this, As it is written in Isaiah the prophet, he says this, I will send my messenger ahead of you who will prepare the way, a voice of one, uh, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight paths for him. He sent John the Baptist to be the messenger. Mark chapter 1, verses 7 and 8 says this, And this was his message. After he comes, the one more powerful than I, the straps of whose sandals I'm not worthy to even stoop down and untie. I baptize you in water, but he will baptize you in the Holy Spirit. John the Baptist, listen, he didn't even feel worthy enough to untie the shoes on Jesus' feet, but he still shared the message. And there's a lot of times you don't feel worthy enough. I don't feel worthy enough. But it's not based on my feelings. It's based on what God's telling me. Just share the message. You're the messenger. Share the message. And the last thing is this, Shelby. I want to ask you to come on up this morning. You see, Jesus is the life. He's the life that brings light to everything. So no matter what you're going through in your life, just allow Him to be Him in your life and He will bring light to everything. Number three is this. The last thing. He came to you. He came to you. You see, this morning, you guys, and, I, and, and from the bottom of my heart, I thank you so much for being here this morning. You woke up this morning and you made a decision to come today, and I'm thankful for that. But what I do and know and understand is this. I don't believe that you're here by accident. I don't believe in accidents. I believe in God-ordained moments and, and appointments, and that's what I feel like today is. Because there's some of you in this, in this room that you've served, Lord, uh, you've served God at some time in your life and you've got away from him. You've, you've left him behind. And what I feel like God's trying to say to us is this, is, is, is that you need to refocus. I know your, your kids are, are wonderful. My kids are wonderful too. But can I tell you this morning, my relationship is far greater than that. I love Jesus more than I love my family. Do you love Jesus more than you love yourself? He came to you. Think about that for a moment. He came into your world. He says, I, I, I've got to go. There's, there's people living in darkness. I've got to go. And so he did. He came to you. So my question to you this morning is this. If God's dealing with you right now, will you come to him? What greater way to start off a new year than refreshing your relationship with Jesus Christ? Because a lot of times what we think in our mind is that we've got to get everything cleaned up before we go. But God says, 
Come as you are. Bring your mess. Bring all your fears. Bring all your insecurities. Bring it all to me. And walk with me. And let me change you. Because that's what he does. God is in the business of changing people. It's just, will you allow him to change you? Now understand, there's, this room is full of good people. I know that. I consider myself a good person sometimes. I'm not bragging about it, but I consider myself a good person. But even though I'm good sometimes, I'm not where I need to be in Jesus all the time. And so I'm working on that. God's working on me. He's working on my relationship with Him. And He's telling me, if you'll just walk with me, if you'll hang out with me and talk with me and converse with me, no matter what you go through, we'll get through this. We'll get through it. He came to you because He loved you that much. God become flesh to come and to live among His people. Again, I say it this way. Jesus moved into to my neighborhood so that one day I could move into his neighborhood. Don't get in a hurry. Don't try to speed the process up. Be patient with God. Enjoy, and enjoy the journey. Enjoy the journey and watch God's hand move in your life and let him do things he's never done before. Don't run ahead of him. But stay right there with him. Again, his name is Emmanuel, which means God with us. Thank you once again for joining us at Legacy Church. Stay tuned in to our website for updates on events and check out other messages under the online listening tab. We'd love to see you, so join us Sundays at 1030 a.m. or Wednesdays at 630 p.m. Have a blessed day.